Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello, and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane and get ready for a little road trip down memory lane. I, sorry to distract, I just distracted Joe for the listeners because mm. I was pointing, but oh, you've just left the window open. Oh, should we, should gonna... we close it? It is hot in the Caxton Street It's studios. hot. Let's I, close it. I mean, it. I think, no, we'll close it. You think you want to close? We'll close it. You okay. uh, you oh. you vamp for the audience for a bit while I close it. I'll riff a bit. I'll do some yeah. padding. So Joe's getting up to close the window uh, here at the Caxton Street Studios, where we now oh there that's quite a close. Uh, this is the Caxton Street Studios, where we are uh, really starting to feel like we're at home. I think yeah. Last say, episode was a bit of an intro to it for us. I mean, you know, only been here for about three days, but now you know, mm. coming at you live from my bedroom, which is a far cry from my basement. First suburb that we've done in the Caxton Street Studios, which is exciting. This is a momentous moment for not only the podcast and not even the state, but for the nation and the world. 100%. You know for what I mean? what, all that's going on in the world right now, clearly mm. what the nation is crying out for, our soul of the nation requires an episode on Grange. Dear SBS World News, yeah. we have a new top story for you. Sit down and shut up, very attractive <laughs> anchor man. I was just watching SBS World News last night and I can't remember his name, but he is... A good look. Oh, he's attractive. How funny is it? How funny was it like staying home from school when you were younger, watching SBS and you're just like, 11.30, Russia news? Why not? Sure. He's like, I can't even really understand the normal news, so it mm. might as well be Cypriot. Morocco news. Sure. Yeah. But so, Henry, the reason we are going to Grange is it is, it really is the suburb of my youth. Now, uh, I will stand, I actually corrected you earlier. I haven't spent all my life growing up in Grange. Oh, um, right. I, you did a stint elsewhere. I was an East Side kid. I, oh, I grew forget. up in East Brisbane. You, so you and I would have been not only friends later in life, but we could have had a chance to be... Mate, we could have... Playing hacky sack at the park Well, also, because we both ended up going to the same school, like, you know, maybe even age difference, but carpools. Oh. Who knows? Mum, we've got to pick up Joe on the way. Don't forget. Can we please stop and get a Pepsi Max? Please, can we stop and get a podcast recording equipment? <laughs> this will become <laughs> relevant in five years. <laughs> Imagine if your kid was genuinely like to you. Mum, after school, can we go to McDonald's? No, I want to go to Store DJ in the Valley to get an audio interface. I need a cord. I would actually pay so much money to listen to a podcast recorded by like a couple of year eights who got their hands on equipment. Oh, wouldn't I? Better the it'd energy. Suck. Oh, I think it would be the most raw and like they talk about you know on like big podcasts being like it's going to be a loose episode. That yeah. would be truly loose. There well, is I mean, nothing just, holding it'd year be, eight back. The shit I used to say in year eight. I mean, it'd be it'd be fairly defamatory and stuff. I don't really want out there. I, I mean, tough, not unlike a recent controversy in the news involving our. Um, Alma mater. Uh, the yeah, uh, Nudgy. Yep, Nudgy. Uh, <laughs> we immediately, after like 10 episodes of being like, terrorist, 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 we see one bad news girl and we're like, distance, distance. distance. But yeah, the obviously, horrible incident involving our school. 
but you know it does make you think like geez social media floating around in the hands oh, of yeah. young children like um i'm surprised there aren't more international incidents because here's one for you when you're a boy at 13 you're a fucking idiot you're a fucking idiot you'll I'm still say a anything idiot. i think i'm less of a i'm a you're better i'm going from being a fucking idiot to a fucking idiot to an idiot fucking now i fucking don't want to be a fucking idiot <laughs> da, 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 da. see that kind of shit would be the funniest thing in the world to you and uh i mean like i remember speaking to being a fucking idiot when you're younger i mm. think the funniest thing that i ever saw in year eight was some some bloke brought in a watch he was like wearing a watch it was another year eight huh. um and i think it was his grandfather's watch and yeah oh. it looked a bit dainty All right, pop it looked a bit uh a bit feminine sure yeah. um I think his grandfather had died. So, like, really tragic. Yeah. Some bloke just grabs a watch and throws it out a window. Yeah. Which is so sad. It's also just, like, there's no there's no twist. There's no <laughs> nah. clever plot. There's no There's, no, there's no punchline. If someone was just giving giving it to someone, but there was a little bit of in, inversion and humour, yeah. you know, it's you got to give them their due for creativity. No, it's just, oh, you like that thing, it means a lot to you, boom, out the window. That's Not even, like, a James Bond-esque, like, a broken clock is right once today. Yeah. Like, there's no part. I mean, that clock is probably going to be... It will be right, right twice a day. Twice a day now. Yeah, 100%. Um, what happened to the kid? Like, like, it was just like cut. Oh. As, you, as you would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your grandfather's watch got thrown out the window. Imagine the grandpa then like came into the room and was like, where's my watch? I, said, I can't tell the time. I said you could borrow it for <laughs> one day and now I've missed my medicines and now I am dead. <laughs> he gets to school at the like 7pm. Like, I didn't have my watch. I didn't know when to pick you up. And it's like, yeah, well, if it's dark, grandpa, it's pretty safe. But I thought you went to night school. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, uh, so we're doing suburbs of our youth. So we're going to do Joe's Grange and then we're going to do uh, Balimba next week. Yeah, and now, which is um, awfully exciting. Let's talk possums. Yeah. So... Um, for those following along, maybe on our private Instagram stories, certainly mine and Jack's, uh, I think it's fair to say we have a possum infestation well, at the Jackson Studios. Well, in a major, you know, win for marketing, uh, under the impression you are working for the possums here, mm. like you've messaged me being like, awesome element of the house. Yeah. Uh, we, we have possums. I was excited. I think possums are adorable. I'm a huge fan. In any context, yeah. I'm probably always going to be excited to see a possum. And unlike Mem Fox over here, <laughs> I have a little bit more of, yes, they're cute. They have very cute little humanish eyes and a yeah. sm- s- sexy little nose. <laughs> what? And that tail. <laughs> and that damn tail. And that damn tail. It's like, dude, check out that hot piece of tail. Don't talk about women like that. No, no, possible. No, no, Just no. Just came no, into no. my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I ate some Daryl Lee chocolate then went home. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. You were like, oh, it's a positive. We've got these cute little possums. Like, I was like, they, they do carry disease. Yeah, but like, so does everyone in the middle one. of a globe. <laughs> Here's, I like walk into the kitchen and the possums are doing a production of Rent and I'm like it's actually pretty good guys full credit they're like 125,600 dinners <laughs> like, oh, you ate all my well, they ate, like, you got three, my sausage they ate three but well they didn't eat all of three bananas but they corrupted three bananas the other day yeah and then I came over and I was like well I assume you've thrown out the uh, offending <laughs> banana and Joe's like oh no I think that's it oh, God, oh yeah no. I definitely think it's it there's two huge bite marks yeah they're it. not small possums they've got like dainty oh don't hurt no, me energy, and then they're running um, around giving our fruit hickeys yeah true but I mean we're all carriers of disease in a pandemic henry maybe we're the disease oh what if society's the disease oh. and this podcast is the cure <laughs> wikipedia wig, wig, wig out. yeah we're doing wikipedia wig out again feels like a while since we've done it but we're doing it so i'm not really wigging out at this henry because no. there isn't much to wig out over it has to be one of the most sparsely written wikipedia pages less of a wig than a toupee subtle small thin Oh, like, oh, 
Oh, I thought you spent like a two page. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm sure the audience is fascinated. Oh, like by a how two pager. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, we just got a uh, two page Wikipedia over here. Everyone's like, do you think anyone notices my two page? <laughs> it's a guy with like two it's a guy white like pieces a of A4 paper <laughs> on his head. <laughs> it's my hair, I promise. It's, a guy it's like clearly a, the newspaper. <laughs> it's got like a novel writing competition and everyone else has got their finished novels. He's like, will anyone notice my two page? <laughs> it's just an outline. But Henry, with a return to suburbs and a return to Wikipedia, mm. uh, this famous question gets to return. What is the population of Grange? 5,000. Yeah, pretty... Oh, actually... That is as far off as you get. It's, it's 4,163. Yeah. See, I thought it was even I went smaller. over. That's to almost me, a lot. it strikes me as a tiny suburb. It really is like the M&M lodged in yeah. between the big couch cushions that is Wilston. Newmarket. And Newmarket. Yeah. And, you know, it really... Well, when... I would always get lost because I was like, am I in... Am I in Grange? Or am I in Kelvin Grove? Well, genuinely, I- that's what I... I always tell people and told people that I live in Wilston hmm. because... Absolutely no one knows where Grange is. And everyone above a certain age calls it The Grange. Well, that's actually one of the first points made by the Wikipedia page. Oh, it says, it? Grange is located five kilometres or three miles, thank you, north of the Brisbane <laughs> Central Business District. Um, on the su- I like how they've abbreviated miles to MI, <laughs> but haven't abbreviated Central Business District. So, whoever's CBD. reading this is completely on top of... It must be a guy from the 1870s being like, mm. now I know what a mile is, but what is this CB? Nonsense. What is, is business? That like cannabis? <laughs> is business when you get your card and bring grain to someone for <laughs> for those shiny rocks? I encourage this local young man to teach my children, and in exchange, I guess I'm going to stop me having an American accent in Brisbane. <laughs> Where am I from? Who wants to marry my daughter <laughs> for some grain? Is that business? Is that a thing? And like, sort of. And they're like, yeah, sort of. But like, that was more of a thing like 20 years ago. Like society was moving so fast back in those days. Mm. You could wake up one morning and be like, I'll sell you my daughter for some grain. And they're like, oh no, we don't, we don't do that anymore. Oh, we don't, we don't, we don't do, do that. that. We don't do that in grain. It's like you could wake up one morning and no, write in- Summer High Tide. And it's like, oh no. no. Um, no, in Grange we keep our daughters. Um, in oh, sorry, Grange, in Grange we keep we our actually daughters. like our families. Um, um it's eighteen seventy eight, um, and you're in Grange. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's eighteen seventy eight. Seventy eight Twitter. Um, but anyway, yeah, whatever. So it says who, who cares? Uh, it's sometimes referred to as the Grange. Now, once again, the great the the debate of this uh, of this podcast is back because we spoke about this in regards to band names and a band few names. weeks ago, as whether you'd like the, and we of course did mm. in our band the mangroves but the great i guess of all the suburbs like you could have it never have the new market and you, that would sound no that so would make way more sense because it would be like the new market oh as opposed to the old market yeah what happened to the old market if you happen to well they were only selling iphone oh, they were only selling uh well they didn't have a grilled can i get no, collapsed uh, can i get a simply grilled no this no. is the old market I was the other day get yourself a- staff are as chirpy as you will ever see oh they fuck me like off. they are so fucking positive how's everything about- here just, hey mate everything's good here turn um- the stick with the red to make yeah. it the stick with the white I do not Dude, give the a moment shit. I found out what that like abracadabra looking stick does pulls oh, yeah. a fucking smiley it's the first thing I do <laughs> it's the first thing I do when I get there yeah literally just turn it over uh, hey, I'll just Mate, you and grilled. your $7 an hour can go back to the <laughs> yeah. kitchen. My burger tastes the same as it always does. I mean, if you take the grilled employers at face value, it's actually a university. You're eating in at a TAFE institution based on the way they fuck over their employees. Maybe that's why they're so happy. It's like, it's like I'm at school, but serving burgers. Yeah, burgers. It's like school. Ronald McDonald University. Mm. Um, graduated with a Bachelor of Physiotherapy. Nice. <laughs> they do other things. They do, <laughs> they do other things. But yeah, um, Henry, I, I think... There's certain things where it would make sense, like the Ascot, based on what Royal Ascot is named after. It's like, mm, uh, to be honest, and we actually had it clarified. Our, our friend Joy clarified her position on the 
What she doesn't like particularly is the adjective nouns. Oh, okay. Like the Rolling Stones. I don't think she so has literally as much of the paper tigers. Literally the paper tigers that she she came out swinging at, uh, which I'll always defend. Great banner. There are also about ten other paper tigers, so not much we could do. Mm. But you know, she's more sympathetic to it, the Beatles or the Mangroves, and I wonder whether there would be some sympathy in a public to the Grange. I think. Because it's so small, and mm. I know we always come back to this, but there is a, a villagey element to it. Yeah. You can almost hear the music that plays when the Shire is mentioned. Yeah. Um, not even just when they're in the Shire. Like, I've noticed I'm kind of watching yeah, Lord of the Rings at the moment. Gandalf, you've been to Quincy's. <laughs> yeah, and there are a whole bunch of Wilston mums there, Frodo. I got a lot of rings. <laughs> Cheating on their spouses. Nice. Got him. Gandalf, adulterous. Yeah, I think, uh, and Henry, on while we're on the the, I've got nothing but positive feedback about the mangroves over mangroves. Me too. So I'm happy to declare in honour of that the Grange. The Grange. Happy to do it. And also it makes it sound for what is otherwise like I loved growing up there. It is a very innocuous Northside mm. suburb that is known because of what's near it. Yeah. And now it has a like bar. Um I am a big fan of the Grange. It gives it a bit of an edge. I think so too. I think it needs something to stand out. I'm so, glad we settled that. Very good. Now it says here after seven years of agitation Brisbane, uh, yeah, I guess people... It's like, like a massive dry spell. Well, I think people must have been being annoyed at the For tram service. Oh. Brisbane's tram service was extended to Grange in July 1928. The opening ceremony was attended by the Lord Mayor of Brisbane, William Jolly. Oh, of, of the bridge. Of the bridge. Fantastic. Uh, Bill Jolly was there and two members of the Queensland Legislative Assembly, James Stevingston Kerr and Charles Taylor. Well, what's funny, in, in any other context... Charles Taylor is the interesting uh, toffee name. But mm. when you're sitting next to James Stevingston Kerr and William Jolly. <laughs> that is so close to how I imagine he said his own name. Like he's just a very normal person otherwise. Jolly. I was literally thinking about this when I went over the bridge the other day because there's something about Jolly that, A, it's an adjective that is only really ever used to refer to Santa yeah. or a, like, 50-year-old dad who's kind of fat but is funny. If William Jolly was thin, that would be groundbreaking. That would be, yeah. I, I, the, I feel bad for anyone ever described as Jolly because it's so backhanded. Oh, yeah. Like, if someone was like, Joe's a really Jolly character, I would start hitting the gym. I think you could pull off Jolly, though. Like if you if you become fat later oh, in life, oh, I think I would be a own, rotund jolly man. You'd rock fat. I think both of us would rock fat. Yeah, you reckon? I don't know. I think any era that I've gained eight kilos and in a week, which I actually have done, I don't feel like a rocket. No, but you're not old enough to rock it yet. True. You don't have oh, nephews. I rock being you don't have nephews and nieces. Fat. Yeah. When you have nephews and nieces running around being like, oh, jolly. Joey. Also, you're like, oh, my hello. God. Belly. Hello, kids. It's Jolly Joe. Oh, the they love the alliteration as well. Jolly, jolly Joe. Joe. Yeah. Jolly Joe and hungover hen at age 60. It's like, <laughs> hey, Dad, it's getting a bit sad at this point. Your grandkids are wondering what the smell is. Yeah, but no, if I'm still getting hungover at 60, that means I haven't drunk that much in my life. I'm sure you probably had like a glass of pork Alcoholics don't get hangovers anymore. Don't they? Well, I think it's just like they're so used Isn't to it. Isn't alcoholism just like a permanent hangover? And you're drinking to avoid it? But if you're always hungover, you're never not. If everyone's hungover, no, no one, one is be. rejected incredible scripts. It's like Syndrome was eight when he met Mr. Incredible. Are you saying he became an alcoholic well, that was, as a consequence of the that meeting? That was what the syndrome was referring to. It was just <laughs> alcohol abuse. It's like, oh, it's actually based on, um, it, we read the script, toxic shock syndrome, which is <laughs> never expanded on in the law. But now that you brought it up, yeah. Mr. Incredible, quite jolly. Very jolly. He did have that serious edge when he was fighting crime. Yeah. Now, now Jack Jack, quite a jolly little fellow. He'll grow to be jolly. He will grow to be jolly. He'll Grow to be if jolly. he can't stop lighting on fire, but also that's Hagrid, 
very jolly. jolly character throughout fiction. Who's fat and not jolly? Oh, Jerry Krause of the <laughs> Chicago Bulls. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely like, if you're doing an evil fat man trope, they're not jolly. I would, uh, I'll put the word out there to all our listeners. Bring us a thin, jolly man. I, I by literally in my head was trying to think of a skinny <laughs> jolster. Um, I'm trying. I'm just going to try Jerry and get a- Seinfeld a thin, jolly. He's not jolly. You don't think he's jolly? Kramer. Is maybe is Kramer? He's maybe close, but Kramer's still a big dude. He's pretty broad-shouldered. Like I feel like Jolly isn't just like too fat. Like you've got to be kind of barrel-chested or something. Ah, oh, I'm mean, trying to find a an image um, of this. Oh, is, hang on, I've got an image of William Jolly. Guys, look this up. Might even put this no on way Instagram. He's well, he's got a big coat on that. It, no, oh. I think I, he doesn't look jolly at all, bro. He's got a oh, big fuck off necklace on. Oh, and like, what? 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 Looks like a fur coat. Also, how embarrassing when you look him up, the first photos are of the... Oh, he looks like a flog. Yeah. yeah. Actually, we've just got this up on the uh, big monitor in our room. Mm. He looks like he was trying to be the actual king of Brisbane. We'll get a photo up of this. <laughs> He's got like rubies around his neck. He has the vibe of like, I was an African king and yeah. we stole rubies. And it's like, dude, you built yeah, one bridge to South Bank so we could go to Quantum. He is Mr. Colonize. Look yeah, at that's, um, that's not fun. Anyway. Um, Ron Weasley. Moving on. Thinner side of Jolly. He was not thin. See how many birdie beans he was eating? Ron was eating lashings literally, of toast as Dumbledore. <laughs> literally a character trait was that Ron was always hungry and loved to eat. Yeah, but he was why he fat. left in Deathly Hallows. He was like, hey guys, I don't want to kind of like save the wizarding world here, but I miss my mum's cooking. Is that actually... Well, isn't it because know, that's the, not the one ring affected him? No, I the think, original stuff from J.K. Rowling. No, I think it's because he ran into that. a trans person and then <laughs> had to run away. I think that's how J.K. Rowling yeah. wrote it. Yeah. The sorting hat. Um, what are you doing out here? Just working through some stuff. The Sorting Hat now does houses and gender. And gender. Funnily enough, and in, the, only in the new edition of Harry yeah, Potter. Tosses a coin. Pretty funny to be uh, someone who grew up being a Harry Potter fan. Like, Me? actually, Lucy Duke um, made the great point of, uh, if you've studied English extension, Roland Barthes, Death of the Author. Yeah. We're all having to yeah. murder JK Rowling in our minds and acknowledge yeah. that her work is independent of we'll that. Get, we're getting Roland here. Oh, all right. But so what we should William fucking Jolly. go back to Grange. The, so what was so, he doing? So essentially, the mayor, William Jolly, uh, so just to recap, the they've got the, the tram service. They've, it's now in Grange. So opening ceremony attended by the Mayor William Jolly. Now the Mayor has threatened not to attend any ceremony for the opening of the tram service because two two rival groups were organising separate celebrations, and he would only attend if there was a single ceremony. <laughs> well, that's pretty much a semi-formal post <laughs> of just oh, we should have one for the whole grade. Oh, oh no, but um, you know the cool kids are having one, and then Pancake Manor. <laughs> like, or there's nothing worse when it's like okay I'll have one but a small one and it's like 110 people oh, and it's yeah. like you're just and as half of the guest list is people from other schools yeah as soon as it's 51% it's like oh it's mean to not have everyone 100% it's also like the kind of thing where I look at like two rival groups it's like yeah, like were they like gangs was it like oh yeah the Crips and the Bloods both threw me a 21st and yeah. it was awkward trying to like run between them all night no bro I, I think it's just like the tr- tram enthusiasts were like we're so excited there's a tram in the Grange and it's like well we're more excited and it's like, <laughs> well we're gonna have to have different tram parties <laughs> ours is 80s themed because that hasn't happened yet no it's like 1880s <laughs> themed yeah. Yeah. it's about selling no, your in the it was in the 1920s it's like it's 20s themed, or as we call it, now. now. <laughs> Guys, roaring 20s, nothing bad's going to happen a year and a half from now. Hey, what's the stock market doing? Stay up. Grange Thistle Soccer Club. Yeah. Now, I'll say this, Henry. Mm. Huge institution in Grange. Growing oh, up there, really? everyone played soccer there. But 
I just hated soccer as a kid. I had... You've always hated soccer to the extent that you deny it's the world game. No, it's not the world game. Yeah, this is Joe's direct... What do you think the world game is? Tennis. Hear the fucking elitism Tennis in that is voice. The world game. Tennis is the no, no. It annoys me. Have you me. seen the images of like the, there are soldiers playing soccer against each other in the war? There is like developing countries yeah, of shooting each other. Kicking, it doesn't mean the world like, game is archery. The solo can. No, what annoys me about that? Soccer. Anyone can play it, mate. I don't mind if your argument for it being the world game was it's the most commonly played by all these countries. Yeah, that's better. Yep. It annoys me that it's considered the world game because anyone can play because it it's like, oh, cool. I'll just invent the easiest game in the world and then it's the world game. No, that's also. So you're not fucking playing soccer if you're kicking a solo can around. Yes, you are. Like if I you're, if you're up, kicking a solo so can, between if I roll two up a piece points. of newspaper and you roll up one, and I have a crumpled up ball and we hit it between each other, are we playing tennis? Yes. No, we're not. Yes, we are. We don't have tennis. We're mimicking we don't tennis. Have a tennis court. There's no we, goals. We, what are we using? Is, you've just pointed to my point, which is soccer requires one thing. No, but a crumpled a up solo can isn't a ball. You need tennis rackets. You need a net. You need a court. You need a ball. I'm already up to four things that you need. You need those sexy, Soccer, tight, white need, little shorts. Yeah, you need, you need a, a ball boy to scream I mean, at. Let's be honest. You need really rich parents. You need a dickhead French guy to sit on a ladder four meters in the sky to just be like, love, dirty, love, love challenge, challenge. You need a Spanish tennis star who's been playing the game for 16 years and still can't speak English. I heard the, I heard the keen on Pakistanis give you the most feedback. Or the, I want the backlash to be yeah. deafening against I, like, I acknowledge it's like somewhat one-eyed because of like, I just don't like soccer. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Is it? It is, but, but, but look at the Soccer World Cup. It is the, but Henry, why don't they play Grand Slams everywhere? These beautiful little you know villages or whatever, you can play it with the Solo Cup. That is a much more exciting iteration of the game. I refuse to believe those kids are like, you know what really titillated me, titillated me last night? Sunderland v Swansea FC, <laughs> where it was a nil-all draw for 120 minutes. No, no way that can be the world when game. their country went to the World Cup. Yeah. Also, what, soccer involves draw? lots of people. Big teams, everyone gets involved. How many squads? people on each team? Oh, heaps of them. <laughs> But like no hopes oh, about soccer, do you, Henry? <laughs> How many can you play in tennis? Maximum two, preferably one. Four doubles. What? Four people on the court. I meant on a team. <laughs> what is like, yeah. playing quads? <laughs> yeah, everyone gets a square. Everyone eights, gets a everyone gets like a cubic meter on the court. <laughs> no, I know you're that. Might know you're that. Would I would have been that? Like, that'd be the world now, game. Now that'd be the world game. Yeah, like, that'd be getting beyond along. difficult to play. That'd be the world game. But yeah. <laughs> anyway. But anyway, so like everyone plays soccer, and I just I had that opposition to it. Yeah. But also. In no small part, it was... Um, so, local uh, rugby league club was right nearby, and they had great blue and white jerseys, which which I treasured. Mm. Grange Thistle just... Orange is not a good colour for a jersey. I acknowledge it's the Ooh, Brisbane Raw, and they say, were maybe Brisbane trying to contribute, Raw. but orange and black just isn't... There was always that kind of, like, when the Brisbane Raw would run onto the field, I would yeah. think they were going to collect my bag and put it on the Jetstar, <laughs> put it on the Jetstar carousel. <laughs> I did, I did always feel like I couldn't drive quicker than 40 when I saw a Brisbane Raw. Mm. Well, I saw them run onto the field and I was like, it's shocking you don't have a farmer's union iced coffee and a traveller pie in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Classless little show we've got here. Yeah. But I do like, I just always felt like footy jerseys were a lot cooler from the actual footy clubs. Okay. Well, anyway, so the Grange Thistle Soccer Club, um, formerly known as the Thistle Football Club until 1961, blah, 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 blah. Um, here's one. So it was at Grange since 1930 and then they had a break from 1932 to 1942, during which the club suspended its activities. Two things. Ten years. I don't know if that's a break. Yeah, I, think went you just, out of I think you just went out also, of business also, and then came I'll back. Pick you up there. Ten years after they'd only been active for two years. Yeah. If I dated 100%. someone for two weeks, 
And then we broke up for a couple of years. It wouldn't be like, oh, we're on a break. It's yeah. like, no, no, no. You, you didn't broke up and got back together. You broke up and got back together. Yeah, if you're saying, if you're going to someone you dated 10 years ago yeah. and being like, so do we want to. If I go to my year 10 you didn't get with anyone, did you? Now and be like, so we were still committed to each other, right? It's yeah. just a break. They'd be like, are we you were just, serious? We were just giving each other some space. <laughs> um, Seven years worth. Yeah, exactly. Well, that is, yeah, that is interesting. So, and then the second thing, um, so they, they go away in 1932 <laughs> and they come back in 1942, the middle of World War II. <laughs> And dare I say, all across World War II, that is the single biggest year where... And our producer, Jack's just come in with Jack, a bit of content. Jack, so, guys, something's just happened. Jack has run into the room, clearly Looking listening. like a little boy because he got a haircut yeah, last night. Yeah, you look good, Jack. Um, hang on, Jack. You can pop into this mic if you like. Yeah. Um, Jack, what, what have you just done? You've run into the room. I was sitting out in the lounge room just listening because I got home and I didn't want to interrupt the podcast. And I've heard them talk about 1932 to 1942. I'm like, oh, I really hope one of them brings up that it's in the middle of a war. Yeah. <laughs> and that's good. why he's the guy in the lounge room. How good is that producer? How, oh, good, is how that? good is he? Oh. But yeah, I, I think I think particularly in the Australian context, like isn't that the year of, like the bombing of Darwin and Kokoda? Like that's the year we thought we were going to get invaded. War expert Jack, uh, thoughts? Was he's that what, what was happening in 42? Don't America get involved around then as well? I think 42 is the height of Australia's. Maybe they just thought like... 42 was when it really started to get fun. Yeah, previously it was just (laughs) Europe and Nazis and we're like, not for us. Mm. 42 when it's like... Kokoda happened Oh yeah Which is really the Gallipoli of the jungle <laughs> And I've always <laughs> said it Some of the troops Got back from the Eastern front And thought Hey guys We played this really fun game With the Germans <laughs> in the, On this break And I thought We might play at home Do you mind if we start Back up again Do you mind if we play I don't know how to pronounce it yeah, now what I have here is a like a small cannonball And I have the end of my guns Let's hit them over each other Over this net Ten, that, oh, tennis. tennis. Oh, I was like, I was like, dude, have you ever seen soccer? <laughs> dude, yeah. So 1942, they come back. That is middle absolutely of the cool. I do like the idea of them just being like, oh, okay. Well, uh, I think now's the time. Now's the time. It'd be like maybe doing a they, podcast now. Maybe it was like the kind of yeah. Maybe it was the kind of thing where they're like, okay, all the able, maybe like all the able-bodied men and you know like the young men have gone to war and like the three flat-footed blokes were like, fuck it, we're playing soccer. There is <laughs> nothing else to do. Or they, or they, or the Grange Soccer Club just had like a Peter Vel- Landy's-esque CEO <laughs> yeah. like, I don't care if it's the war We're coming we're back it. And we're going to have crowds Setting the date 1942 It's happening What's cool How they had fake crowd noises At the yeah. Grange Club <laughs> At that time It is uh, And it's always got to be A fake crowd noise Because no one goes to soccer Because it sucks shit Well it's a city on a river And don't you ever forget it Kid And now we turn to Contemporary Grange Henry My home It you know In no small part It's where the heart is Like it is Where Brisbane is for me Yeah this is going to be A largely Joe led uh, Little moment Because I until I met Joe Didn't have really anything no, Much range. much like to be honest Like until I met you I'd never been to Balimba That's weirder I think Yeah well I knew I was cognizant of Oxford Street Like yeah, okay. I knew about it I maybe had dinner there But at least your end of Balimba I'd never really been to Yeah true But like you forget that like To me Hawthorne seems like The outer suburb of outer yeah, suburbs yeah. Like, I think it's a classic Side effect of just Whatever pocket you live on Like I've met people in Barden Who are like Far out mate Newmarket What a hike And I'm like yeah. It's 10 minutes at most mm. But Henry uh, I think one of the big things About Grange Particularly contemporary Grange And anyone who's lived there Or grew up there Is Wilston State School Yeah Which is technically Entirely in Grange And when you're in year three <laughs> That fact is the funniest thing In the world That's the mind boggling thing We literally thing spend entire lunch times Being like Oh oh 
Wilson, we, we just don't know. Where are we? We don't know. And in year three, you're like, brilliant. Nothing will ever beat this. This is let's do a podcast on this. And then you did. But um, my understanding of it is that you, I think you should point out as well, you lived your family home oh, across the road. So it was very, very close. The best deal ever. It is so funny now. Obviously, we live really close to Suncorp and like all these places. Yeah. But to me, I was like, the idea of living close to somewhere you go every day has just been like drilled into me because I would wake up at 8.55, oh. put on my school uniform because it'd take about two minutes. How did school start? Nine. Oh, okay. Uh, two oh. minutes. Walk across the road, bell rings. I'm there at 8.59. Hey, guys, what have I missed? Wow. Best feeling. That is cool. And I never had to do like, and this doesn't, yeah, this isn't meant to sound like classes or like, yay me. I never had to do after school care because even when my parents are both working, just cross just the road. Walk home. Like yeah. it's absolutely f- like the idea. And if and if trouble was to really brew, you just knew walk there was back a, go quickly run across there. Go, go to after cross the road. Yeah, if like some intruder bro- broke in and he was like, "Well, why are you drinking your Milo with a straw?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, then I'll be like, "Oh, this freak came in and run across the road." But yeah, I used to get FOMO of people who um went to after school care. Like really? Bit, yeah, I used to kind of. Oh, I mean, man. well, I'm just like, oh, now I have to go home and hang out with my sisters and my mum, who your I na- who cool. I now know are great. Well, they weren't then. Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, like three-year-old cool. Emily wasn't like whipping she was out vinyl. Like, CJing <laughs> in a Red Hill share house at age three. Be like, cool what now. up, Bretta? <laughs> yeah, it is As funny Alice, though. Like, who with, I know anyone who, with anyone who's cool, I just assume they've been cool forever. Mm. Like, it's one of those things I'm like, I can't imagine a four-year-old kid who grows up to be cool but isn't cool when he's young. That's kind of like most people who are truly cool went through a stage of being ridiculed as- I mean, like, name a cool, cool person. Mick Jagger. His name was <laughs> Mick Jagger. You, well, he was yeah. always cool. Him yeah, and he Keith was, Richards. He, he's a bad example. Him and Keith like Richards were playing music from like age yeah, 12. Also, I just say for our <laughs> listeners, it is so funny to me that Mick Jagger is at the forefront <laughs> of your mind for, all right, Henry, name someone cool. Oh. You meant like someone we know. Yeah, or, <laughs> and like someone like who we may have known when they were younger and is cool now. So you're like, oh, I don't know, Mick Jagger. <laughs> well, we know Mick. Like Barack Obama strikes me as someone who was probably like, pretty cool when he was younger. Uh, well, I'm okay. Well, like, I'm trying to think. Now of you're trying to think of someone who's cool. Like Bowie, I imagine was bullied a fair bit. True. They well, he cool. had or like a heterochromia, which is a very sexy. Yeah, I'm, mutation. I'm thinking more people who we know as cool. You know, like I think, can't imagine Adele was always True. cool. She but, was probably just a music. But nerd. guest of the show, um, and jury's out on whether or not he is cool. But someone like Hamish, I yep. imagine, was has all- been that consistent level all along of cool. I don't know. I reckon Hamish might have might have had a stage when he had that. Sh- I've seen photos of him. He was a very kind of like chirpy looking little kid. I but imagine, I think it was like I imagine cool there were bullies who were like just chill just out, rain it in. smile. Yeah, but man, like man. like year twelve bullies see year eight enjoying themselves and they're like absolutely not. <laughs> not on my watch, little fella. Right in. Do you think Hamish is cool? Do you think Mick Jagger, Hamish, <laughs> Hamish and cool? Adele? But actually, while we're just briefly on this idea of bullying, yeah, I am sure, <laughs> uh, which is actually a topic the show has touched on a lot. I am um, one of my least fond memories of Wilson. State School was when I was reported for bullying. Oh, have I told this story on the show? I don't know if you have. So I was school captain in year seven. Very good. And we'll, and we'll get to that because there were some bizarre power structures at the school. But mm. uh, a friend of like a sort of quasi friend of mine um, reported me to the principal for bullying. Yeah. Uh, and I go into the principal and he goes, Joe, you know, this is this has happened. Obviously, it's a very serious allegation. Uh, and here's what the allegation was. And the allegation was correct, but it's up to you to decide whether or not it's bullying. This mate of mine I knew didn't love attention. Yeah. Uh, you know, didn't love the spotlight. And so for a week, 
Uh, we pretended it was his birthday in the year 17 area. We should start singing happy birthday to him and everyone would join in. And he was filthy about it. But the principal was like, now, boys, obviously very serious allegation. My first instinct was this was meant as a joke. Am I correct? And we're like, absolutely. And he's like, that's fine. It's pretty funny if we're being honest. <laughs> so it is funny when schools talk about like, we're seriously anti-bullying. It's like the only experience I've ever had is... Uh, no, it was a joke, right? Yeah, no dramas. It's also like Very something funny. where you, you do give yourself a little bit of wiggle room in terms of being like, oh, well, we thought it was his birthday. And then, Genuinely. oh, well, we thought it was the next day. Yeah. And then we all got confused. Or, we all had what it is, you'd dates. be like, we thought it was his birthday on the Monday, but he was so angry at us. We thought, well, it must have been his birthday on the Tuesday. Yeah, Angry again, must be birthday on the Wednesday. Mm. And then you just kept doing it every day because much like a broken uh, watch right twice a day, yeah. Birthday, right once a and year. And annoyingly, he had posted on all his social channels being like, birth week. <laughs> with him doing a, a little pout. Him being like, So we were like, well, me. this guy clearly was in a... And, and maybe, you know, we don't know about the natural birth. Maybe it was a five-day birthday. Maybe. Wait, do people have five-day births? Mm-hmm. That's epic. Yeah, it's awesome. Name one. Melissa. Nick Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you put on the spot. Melissa Jagger. Mother, mother, <laughs> mother of Mick. Mick. The woman who looked at this little crying baby and goes, you know what? Mick. I can't get no. I can't get out of my mum's womb. And Keith Richards is like, Mick, I like it. Maybe some different lyrics. I don't know. Satisfaction. Awesome. But yeah, so, and just while we're on that idea of school. So you bullied a kid for having a birthday for five days. Great. Yeah, I assume no real consequence. Absolutely none. Yeah, great. Because that's, to... that's primary school. They kind of forget, don't I, they? Oh, I really managed to retain. Ah, they kids. Well, the, probably the single biggest consequence is, is I retained the mantle of power that mm. I fought so hard to achieve. And I've told you this before, Henry, and it's, I think the most bizarre part of Wilston State School is the fact that when a school captain is away mm. and say it's assembly and, you know, the school captain usually reads out X amount of notices. Yeah. Instead of a vice captain stepping in, as mm. would be, you know, under the 25th Amendment, the vice president yeah. uh, assumes the role. Of course. Uh, you're allowed to nominate someone to fulfil the casual vacancy that you leave. Because it's not a... Don't they... That's what governors get to do with senators, I yeah, think. Yeah, exactly. When there's a... When there's a it's, it's a really politicised thing that executives usually try to avoid. Well, it's like how a lot of presidential candidates consider it a disadvantage to select a sitting senator as your vice presidential nominee because it could leave a, Republi- a Republican or Democrat governor to a to point fulfill the replacement. The seat. You're right, and yeah. that means your first six and, months, and you're also, your first 100 days, you lose a senator. True. And is that, yeah, and then it's more awkward with the tie-breaking vote. So anyway, mm. Wilson State School looks at this history of uh, you know jurisprudence and goes, fuck it, we're doing it. Yeah, great. So I was hospitalised with salmonella for two weeks when I was younger because awesome. a lizard bit me, which... Disgusting, and I was as sick as I've ever been. Mm. But dare I say, when you're in primary school, just cool. Yeah, like people, everyone wants to know why you've been in the hospital for two weeks. Yeah, I got uh, got bit by a lizard. Yeah, was it was it the one from Monsters Inc? Sure, sure. Why yeah, not? It, yeah, was it was Randall. Randall. Yeah, it was Randall. He blended into the wall. Yeah, I guess what you could say was <laughs> I was uh, making Monsters Inc a bit too much money with yeah. all my scares. Rah, Rah. <laughs> yeah, I was singing some motherfucker happy birthday lots. And it really getting these nerves. So Randall came and got me. This kid paid Randall to come and bite my sweet ass, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> Do you reckon uh, whoever voiced Randall definitely got the stage? Direction of make it predatory. Yeah, Randall was a much more molesty character than he had any right to be. Yeah, he's the rapier end of lizards. 
So sent to set on our suburb podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, when I was away for two or three weeks, I really tested this uh, executive mechanism at Wilston State School by just like appointing my best mate who had no formal leadership position to the role of school captain. Because did you have a vice captain? Wasn't it? Um, yeah, we had a vice captain. Was it called Steph? Yeah. Oh, great. Steph, Steph Vanish, our friend of the show. Keen on Pakistan. Keen on Pakistan. Keen on Pakistan. Very keen. Why didn't she become the... School captain Well I thought she was getting the job Too well done At vice captain And I didn't her, yeah. yeah I wanted to leave her In her portfolio And her role right. And it did mean that If someone was going to fall On the sword I was happy to make it Someone fresh to the executive Great You, did, so, you didn't want to hang her out To dry No, so no I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to tarnish Our whole team By hanging her out to dry How so. was your mate's Two weeks in office do you know? uh, Pretty pretty nothing I guess a whole lot of it Would have been good poll numbers For him Because just the Na- the grief and oh, mourning for yeah. you after the lizard Mate, bite. you should have seen the stuff from Wilston. You know, everyone did this interpretive lizard dance and, <laughs> and did a massive candlelight vigil. for. <laughs> you're, a, you're a young man at this stage as well. Was there any part of you that thought, I'm going to become a lizard? Like, did you, think, did you think you had... No, but I thought I was going to die. You just had like a blue tongue or something like that? Yeah, I just oh, like you, 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 I mean, we should, we're, we're joking around now. Joe did come very close. Like, I, was, I had like a blood infection in hospital. Um, the moment I thought I was going to die is... Because I had a drip in my arm for two weeks straight. I had mm. my blood taken like three times a day. Yeah. And so I was allowed to go outside for the first time in about 10 days and dad was with me. And I was at St Andrews. So I just have like the frame with the drip in it. I'm in a hospital gown. And I just shuffle across the road at the age of 12 and I'm like... It looks like I'm dying. It yeah. seriously looks like I'm dying here. Ooh. But oh well, I remember, I think I watched like X-Men. I didn't have that many movies oh, on the laptop sick. I had with me. So I watched X-Men The Last Stand about seven or eight times. Which is notoriously terrible. Oh, seven or eight more times than you ever need to that watch X-Men, X-Men The Last Stand. But, uh, but it was reassuring knowing that uh, the executive structure remained consistent. But oh. yeah. Very good. Fascinating little school. Absolutely loved Wilston. And now no longer at school, but uh, so meaning you can drink beers. Quincy's. Quincy's. Opened... Opened over two or three years ago. I remember we we went there in 2018 a few times. Right? Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, because you've been. What well, what's your impression of the place? Because it is. I feel like it's oddly nice for a suburban bar, mate. I mean, I saw what you were writing now before. Like, genuinely, I've never seen a place that can flirt so like fluidly between being a cafe and a bar. Oh, like it's. I will go there in the breakfast and be like, this is just the most like cafe pop in cyclists Clear, there getting a vibe. indie joint. They have, you know, four things on the menu and two of them involved avocado. That's all the vibe you get. But then you get there and it is like a speakeasy later oh, in the day. It's bizarre. Also, here's one for you. It's never fucking open. No, genuinely. And oh, I'm not we, talking we, a COVID we, thing. We're we, not talking COVID. No, this is pre. We, we've gone there on like a Saturday afternoon and they were like, nah. Nah, we're actually shut from um, eh. 3 p.m. to 9. Yeah, we don't do eh. It's just so... Because it, it's one of those places and do you ever have those places that it's like, I would love to come here more, but there's just one thing they can't do right. Mm. Like literally, like yeah. to be honest, Fritzenberger for me for the last few weeks, mm. they're just the soggiest burgers. Oh, they don't right. know how to make an unsoggy burger over the last few days. Brewski, I know we're really on burgers here, as we were saying, like comically well done patty. Yeah, very good. Just uh, and yeah. it's just it was a bit too much. Yeah. And the thing with Quincy's is it's so fundamental. I'm like, if you would just open a little bit more, you'd go there. Well, you used to go there and like write stuff, didn't you? I, yeah, you I went for to, a solo drink. I used to go there alone. Um, because yeah, you know, it was good to like get out of the house with just like a pen and paper. And when we were you know writing hiding from the lizards, hiding from, yeah, there's all these lizards downstairs at mine. I'm like, not again. I'm not. Gonna, I did my time. I did my time. two weeks of it. Um, but it was good to you know get out and have you know a lovely nice tap beer. Mm. But it was awkward because I was often there alone. And whenever you're at a bar fully alone, as in no other customers, just oh, you and the barkeep. Oh, yeah, true. 
you know, it was like Tom Cruise in Cocktail, mate. It yeah, was oh, cool. the sexual tension. Oh, I bet. Cut it with a cheese knife. Um, <laughs> didn't you, weren't you saying once that like they were controlling the music? Yeah. <laughs> so one of them was just like cleaning up while she was serving me beers. She was the only other person there. It's always very, you really do feel rude when it's one person bringing yeah, you beer. Because I'm, like, the only I'm, like, I'm like, the I reason. I feel like I need to get up and help. I'm the reason. I'm either A, the reason you can't go home or She's just like wiping down tables Like do you need a hand mm. But there was just like Really chill like Sort of lounge jazz music playing And then I see just like A little smirk on her face As I'm sitting there alone With a notebook And she just puts on Dancing Queen <laughs> On actual repeat It played like four times I don't think I've ever Just giggled more to myself Than just being like Alone having one pale ale She's cleaning up and it's like Friday night and the lights are low I would also say as well There is no Less sexual energy Than Dancing Queen 100%. Like that, there Dancing is, Queen is, is, there is I don't think there's a Sexy Abba song Name of the game. That's not sexy at all. Yeah. It's romantic. No, the bass line at the stars like... Oh, gimme, gimme, gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme is as close as they come to, I think, yeah. lust. Because it's always Fanana. romance. No, yeah. Now, for now, it's lust. It's long lost romance. But there I think... Gimme, gimme, gimme a man after That's, They're literally talking about a one night stand. That's true. Uh, Dancing Queen as well is not only like non-romantic. It, Dancing Queen is like beautiful for it. It's, it's mums dancing it's with the their gals. young daughters. Like it's... Yeah. It's not even like Gimme Gimme to me isn't sexy It's a very gals let's get ready song Dancing Queen is just like a It's a year five disco I'm DJ Dangerfield And following up with the nutbush is Dancing Queen <laughs> Shame Sorry to dismiss the talents of ABBA But uh, we no. wrote one song at the Mangroves And it was a lot better But you know who actually do know What the opening times of Quincy's are Henry? Wilston Mums oh. Insane scene I've not gone there before Because there were too many mums I recognised I was like I can't Oh, Dude, this I can't just like sit here for a night and chat to people. Like I've gotten with too many of them. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a real uh, mm. uh, Harold and Bounce? <laughs> Wouldn't that be Logie award-winning television going up to Quincy to me? Like I got with too many years. You've written uh, under your under your point about mums, um, which is good. It's good that they yeah, there's a big scene there. Good for Quincy's. Good yeah. for mums. Mister T's Bakery. I Look, Mister T's. I only have one thing to say p- about pity the fool. Uh on Uber Eats, it's a Vietnamese restaurant that'll do you a pad time like a uh, grain curry. Oh, so yeah. it's like a fully fledged Vietnamese but restaurant. Can you on get Uber that Eats. in store? No, I don't think you, you rock can. up. They're just doing that out the back, aren't they? Yeah, you rock up and it's just sausage rolls, pies, and bread. I've never smelled and it's lunchtime, Vietnamese and you're like, "Geez, I mean, I know you make a pho, and I'd love one." Literally, and they're like, "Get your cheese and bacon pie and get like, out. get your cheese and bacon pie." It's, yeah, it's not even like a fancy bakery. It is like a true classic corner shop bakery. Yeah, and you can't smell the Vietnamese. You can't see where it's happening, but you just open up Uber Eats and you're shaking with frustration. It's like, I know you could do me a pad thai. I know I know Also don't they like Lose money on Uber Eats Well like, they, yeah they, They'd have to give Like theoretically like a, They'd make uh, more money With me just buying it Yeah they'd have to give it You know mm. A cut to Uber but, yeah. um, but you wander on past Mr T's Bakery And Henry What I, what I wanted to talk about Is uh is a bit of a memory for both of us is the old studios downstairs oh. both in the context of unpacking Brisbane and another mm. little bedroom in my house which has a very special nickname I miss that um, but the old studios mm. how's it felt for the last two weeks recording without the myriad of noises upstairs from everyone on the phone uh, it's been it's been hard I think the I think the podcast loses something without Nadine the third host yeah, just uh, constantly that's why we're trying to open the window to just make sure a bit of ambient noise gets in because mm. we got feedback last week of someone going there's this sort of high frequency din in the background yeah. that's missing from your show oh, now like, oh, I'm gonna miss no I miss it it was very I loved being there and you know your parents were very accommodating with that mm. and I think I, I will miss not 
you know, finishing the podcast and editing at 11.30 and then being asked to move a table downstairs yeah. uh, by Pete. Oh, yeah, when I, I when I had a broken arm, uh, it was became very obvious that my dad had just stayed upstairs for... I mean, he goes to bed pretty late, but he was clearly just like sitting upstairs listening because oh, the moment he heard us be like, oh, yeah, good episode. Like, well done, as we always finish a show with. Henry, if I can catch you before you go. <laughs> just walks down and says like, do you mind helping me move this massive dining table, Henry? And you gave me this look of like, dude, do your parents think you're that weak before you realise oh, your broken, arms out of had a broken room. fucking arm, mate? Well, one thing I will miss uh, about the old studio yeah. and your old home in general. I mean, we'll, we'll still go back there to visit, but uh, yeah. a certain area of the house. So we might have mentioned it on the show before, but uh, the shag pad. The shag pad. It is, um, it's one of those places that I wish was ironically named. I wish mm. the shag pad was a funny little in-joke, uh, but it's not. I think we've mentioned on the show before, like... The bars on the windows, you know, the very yeah. decrepit prison cell it, vibe. It, yeah. Bars on windows. It's like paint one on bare walls. light bulb. Like it is. Yeah, true. But fitting. I don't think we've ever shared the story, Henry, of mm. how it came to be known mm. as the shag pad. No. It was, uh, and, and it requires delving a little bit into my personal life and... Uh, yeah. Which I'm sure everyone's... I'm sure That's okay, we can go. Here. That's go. fine, that's we're fine. All we're, all, we're all friends here on this show. So it was after after I'd come out of a long-term relationship and I started having one-night stands for the first time in my life. Um, and you know the... Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong, mate. Just, give the, just, feels, give, uh, just give the listeners a second to yeah. cheer for you. Yeah. Uh, I can hear the rounds done of applause. Clapping? Okay, yeah. The rounds of applause are so impressive they've gone through time and we can hear them outside. Oh, no, that's just Jack. <laughs> He's just getting around my work. Um, but so uh, my room in my house... Uh, uh, was next to my parents' bedroom. Mm. Like, literally as close as sort of how you and I share a wall in this house. Yeah. And I never really contemplated the idea that it might be a bit weird for my parents to just bring a one-night stand home, uh, do the dirty deeds done dirt cheap, and, yep. then, uh, and then just sort of have to wake up. And it comes to light that uh, my poor father is so awkward about getting up in the middle of the night and walking past my bedroom that apparently one night uh, when I was in my room with, with another young woman, he lies awake for 45 minutes busting to piss mm. before instead of walking past my room to go into the bathroom, opening the front door, going down to the front yard and pissing in the garden because he doesn't want the creaking <laughs> of the floorboards to, to interrupt his son's craft. Of course. So... Uh, <laughs> go on. Um, so eventually... This sort of comes out like a couple of weeks later that, you know, the family is a little bit umming and ahhing over, you know, is a bit uncomfortable. And dad goes to me, look, Joey, we've got no problem with what you're doing. And I'm like, yeah, good. I'm 19. Um, but they go, we've got no problem with what you're doing, but there's a spare bedroom downstairs. There's a bedroom downstairs where none of us would bother you. And he's really trying to pump it up. He's really... Trying to make it sound... Really selling the place. Trying to make it sound like it's not a prison. Uh, and he goes... Look, you know, and I make the point, Pete, there's bars on the windows, you know, a light bulb. I think you earlier that day maybe had called it Auschwitz. Like, yeah. that was so in my mind. And he goes to me, well, you know, well, we can do it up, you know, get some new curtains, new light bulb and uh, take us some bars. fairy lights. Literally, oh, genuinely, maybe that's where I got my fairy light obsession from. Because mm. he, he basically proposes we do a reno of this place for a weekend. Yeah. A, a reno of a place where his son is set to take one night stands. Yeah. And the awkwardness of that occurs to both of us. And there's just a long silence where we're staring at each other. And I look a bit like, this is a bit weird. And he just goes, I'm not saying I'm going to build you a shag pad, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and from then on, I mean, that was the nickname. It was, it it was, was called it was, it stuck. the shag pad. And, you know, history remains silent, not commenting either way on whether the shag pad was used for its intended purpose. 
Oh, hell yeah. It absolutely oh, yeah. was. Absolutely. But, but I'll make the point, the shag pad, not naming names, uh, ended up being used by some friends who always knew where the spare keys were at my house <laughs> and go, you beauty, Joey, thanks for the shag pad. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, the, just uh, some friends, just uh, uh, just some random Inter- friends. Interesting, com- yeah. It's always an interesting conversation when you don't have a lot of room for movement. For me, having a conversation with your parents, being like, "Oh, hi, this is my friend." Um, we just slept downstairs, and then you know, your mum being like, "Oh, so were you guys in the shag pad?" Were yeah. you? <laughs> and, so was, and then the look of face on the of what the, of the what? <laughs> yeah, the, the great honesty from my parents of yeah, you walking up from the downstairs. <laughs> Everyone knows what's happened. They're reading the paper and having a coffee. Probably been to church. It's like. That was the shag pad, guys. Good night. What I'm scared of is that I can't perform anywhere else. <laughs> so even now living out of home, I probably will be going oh, back yeah, to mate. Grange. Although, although you'll always know I'll always be just a wall away. Thanks, man. Which I'm sure will reassure you in some yeah. not at all small way. Yeah, that'll help. I've learned, unsurprisingly, these walls are thin. Mm. I listen to Jack standing Gosh, in the mirror um, looking at himself every morning just being like, this is your day. Yeah. You can do it. Pretty embarrassing. <laughs> Grange. <laughs> but Grange. It, you know, we've had to say goodbye to the shag pad. Had to say goodbye to some good memories. Mm. Had to say goodbye to my dog, yeah. uh, which according to Caitlin's bizarre theory, once you move out, the dog is no longer yours. Yeah. Which I refuse to believe. Well, I don't know. Ah. But yeah, anything further to add on contemporary no, Grange? No, I'm just, I'm just looking through it. I think, you know, interesting little spot. Pretty small. Not a lot going on. No. Um, I guess we spoke about the network video Grange on yeah, an earlier episode. Go back and listen to the... God, I think we did it in like the Arana Hills or some shit episode. Yeah, this yeah. is where we were talking about Well, it. admittedly, given how big, you know, community activism is across the world, dare I say I started it. Yeah. <laughs> we saved Network I Video think you, Yeah, I think the current protest climate yeah. has definitely been kicked off by yeah, you trying to me, save your local video me, store. Me, Karl Marx, mm. and uh, the Wall Street protesters. What happened there with, um, uh, with the Grange? It shut down, it shut you down. lost. Well, it's really weird. You know those classic dead spots where no business can succeed for more than a year? Yeah. Grange has one Grange has one It's a dentist now It's been a pizza restaurant A network video Grange And a dentist Jeez but if you want your teeth cleaned, you oh, know, yes, they, a couple of weeks. It flows into each other. You got a video out, you got a pizza, you ate so much of it, you had to go to the dentist. So it's that kind of a works. natural progression. And then, and then of what's stores. next? Maybe like a maybe like a plumbing store. Maybe like you took a massive shit. What from the dentist? Yeah, you're scared. You shit yourself at the dentist, right? Like oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 we're all scared of the dentist. We all shit ourselves no, at we the all, dentist. Now, I don't think I'm going out on a limb on the show to say we all shit ourselves at the dentist. Mm-hmm. Sure. Does and I just want to reassert that the premise of this segment, Henry, isn't whether or not we've fucked in that suburb. No. no. Even though we just spoke about it. Even though it, we just spoke about five. it for five to ten minutes. You know what? It's going to be hard for a suburb that has a place literally called the shag pad to make this claim. I don't think Grange fucks. Absolutely not. It does not fuck. There's nothing fucking oh, about I'm, it. I'm actually Huge hurt. school in the middle. I'm hurt by how much you said absolutely it doesn't well, it's fuck. What's nothing to do with you? It's just oh, the fact but it, that- It feels like a slight. Here's one. We're doing two special episodes on our childhood. Weird if we just came out and we're like, yeah, they fuck. Yeah. Well, you know that now I'm just by revenge going to be like, Belimba doesn't fuck. It's a fucking virgin suburb. I think Belimba- We'll get into it. We'll get week. into it later. But, but yeah. Why do you think Grange doesn't fuck? Because I kind of agree. Um, it's it's be- mums and kids. Big backyards. Yeah. Nothing fucky about that. I reckon there's a lot of cheating in Grange. This is a huge call for a place I've grew up in, but I reckon a lot of mums cheating. That's Mums fucking their PTs is where Grange fucks. Okay. I don't think there's a lot of young... There's just like not a lot of young people in Grange. I was the last one. So so are the men cheating as well or... 
Yeah, they fuck their PTs. Okay. But the mums, uh, but like Wilston mums is more of a concept like Ascot mums is. Okay. Well. Although we spent, we spent 20 minutes making sure we didn't get cancelled for talking about Ascot mums. Yeah, that's all right. Not the same care and attention on Wilston mums. I don't know. There's something, there's just not a, there's not an energy about it. Do you like think like neighbouring wise, do you think like Wilston fucks, does Newmarket fuck? And we'll like. We'll do that in those episodes. We'll do that in those episodes. But I think there's just too many mums and kids and it's not like a lazy afternoon when I'm fucked. It's not even about like what's in it. It's just like, I feel like there's something about even the surrounding businesses and whatnot. Sleepy? Like you've got a Cafe 63, yeah. you've got Alcove down the road. Alcove, that, where they that fucking charge you $34 for a pair. But then I guess there's Cold Rock Wilston as well, which I would say fucks. Cold Rock Wilston fucks harder than just about anything there. Yeah. And I'd say, that, oh, I'd say Cafe 63. Fucks. Name a hot girl from like our youth who didn't at some point oh, work yeah. at Cold Rock Wilston. You can't. You absolutely can't. Um, I'd say who's that? Who's that model? Huh? From like twenty years ago. Oh, oh it'll um, come to me. L L McPherson. McPherson. Yeah, she works. She worked. <laughs> yeah, she worked there. M- Miranda. Naomi. Uh, Miranda. Yeah. Uh, I want to say yeah. Miranda from Sex and the City. Now, when Cara Delevingne would put the gummy bears <laughs> in my Aussie vanilla, they were always yeah. too hard. Yeah. Well, when Posh Spice added some spice, uh, it was some cumin to a nerds and uh, lemon sorbet. <laughs> it was disgusting. I wish she hadn't. She's like, it's my brand. <laughs> she adds spice to everything, and Beck's is like, no. I don't know. I guess I've come out swinging, saying your suburb doesn't fuck. I can't really, you can't really uh, back articulate it up. a particularly good but reason I mean, apart the from the fact that I associate it with your family it's pretty dog bro <laughs> i reckon it's pretty uh sorry it's a pretty and, disgusting and rude and implication how dare you talk about my parents sex lives on this show <laughs> i'm not saying that you we've said so many times man. that it's not the summer it's the fact that there are big backyards you where there's small so- <laughs> piece of a man <laughs> pitiful what do you think? You think it does? No, it doesn't. Fuck. It. Okay, well, it's got too big a soccer club to fuck. Soccer doesn't. That's what fuck. I'm saying. Yeah, soccer. The, soccer doesn't fuck, but football does. European football does, but wearing your fucking shin guards at age eight in Australia doesn't fuck. David Beckham fucks. David Beckham definitely fucks. We just talked about Posh Spice, yeah, and he plays soccer. Yeah, he, soccer is such. Oh, but a part nowadays of his he identity. just hangs out like James Corden and does pranks. He James, lives my worst nightmare. Uh, James Corden does not. <laughs> fuck. Uh, James Corden does not fuck. He can. Or is he good? No. Yeah. No. I'm happy to conclude it doesn't fuck as much as that conclusion pains me. Oh, you'll never believe it. Coro drives all choked up. I'm gonna have to take another route. And now that we've silenced the peanut gallery, we can finally do the conclusion to this show. Uh, there's a few people in our room. Uh, some of them are possums, some of them are not. Uh, in the case this is a live studios. show now. Uh, yeah, according to some according of the people who live in this house. That have just wandered into a recording. Here's one for you, Jack. Do I come into the city and come sit on your desk when you're trying to do your job, mate? Do I consult some <laughs> oh, yeah, I do actually. Like yeah. yeah, you've been having afternoons off uh, work and I've been wondering what you're doing. I just sit there with a Jats and some hummus and mm. ask Jack. I'm just hanging out on Jack's desk. That's pretty cool, actually. But yeah, I mean, I feel like we've unpacked Grange within an inch of its life, Henry, because as I realised growing up there for about 17 years, like there's not a lot going on there. It's just too small. It's a wonderful little suburb to live with a family, as I would know as good as anyone. But yeah, lovely, lovely childhood. All lizard bites aside. And even yeah. and to be honest, they buried the hatchet and you and that lizard regularly get a coffee. Oh, we get a coffee at, uh, at Cafe 63 before it shut down. And we get a KK burger. Uh, mm. And my favourite... You know how Cafe 63... Uh, <laughs> Names foods after different celebrities. Mm. Have you ever wondered whether they've been tempted to just like throw a Jared Baden clay on the menu and like see what the reaction is? I think we spoke about this, you know. Have we? Yeah, I think because I was reading an article about when they, you know, like one of them has shut down recently, and they listed some of the names. And I feel like have we talked about that they never match with each other? 
It's we've like li- Roger- bro, we've literally done a whole episode on this. Really? We now we are covering like genuine old ground. Oh, fantastic! Well, it's good to know uh, as we look <laughs> we, to we speak, as we, we look we to do about this show at for length another in the year. episode. Um, one thing I do want to talk about actually, just before we go, yeah. Um, is I would be hung, drawn, and quartered if we did the Grange episode and I didn't mention the uh, sectarian violence or division between St. Columbus and Wilston State School. Oh. Because there was, it is still the biggest rivalry I've ever been a part of and it's the funniest thing ever because we don't play each other in a sport. We don't have anything to do with each right. other. But they're Catholic and admittedly Wilson's a state school, but it's predominantly Anglican. So it was like the troubles playing out in miniature because St. Columbus kids would walk past our house and we'd pull out the very clever line of St. Columbums. And in retort, they'd say, hey, Wilston Willies. So uh, you had to have pretty tough skin growing up with the uh, Molotov cocktails of banter thrown in Grange. Fantastic. But yeah, I can't wait. Wasn't there a murder as well? Uh, Yeah. Uh. Pretty sad one. It was on a corner. It's across from Mr. T's. I love how we're squeezing most of the content. Yeah, into the yeah, we could not have touched on any of this earlier. Yeah, not. Nah, I don't have that much to say about Saint Columbus. There was just a sad murder. Well, there was a sad murder. Yeah, it's not the zaniness like of the Cooper one. Like it's just a sad murder of a young woman. Oh. Um, but Henry, I can't wait to hear all about the childhood nicknames that arose out of Belimba mm. next week's episode. Now we've already gotten charitably novels and essays worth of content. Mate, people, people are, mate, people people are keen, keen for Belimba. So, yeah, uh, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll whack into Belimba next week. Uh, again, guys, not happy as of yet with the number of courtesy beeps we're getting. A lot of cars driving yeah. down Caxton Street. I'm not hearing. All, all we ask is for a courtesy also, beep. annoyingly, a lot of courtesy beeps between 7 and 9 a.m. and then between probably about 4 and 6 p.m. Right. So um, if you're an un-Pakistani, you're going to want to think twice before you get in that car, drive down Caxton Street and don't give us a And because we've beep. never revealed our address, you're going to want to just stay on that horn Just all make it a here. long horn <laughs> down <laughs> a pretty really long street. At home and feel free to start it well up La Trobe and given and really give us a warning. Give us a run-up. Maybe to be safe in case we're like a little... You know, we're out of home or at the shops or something. If, just come through. If you're coming through the city, just start beeping. Just, just, start, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beep, oh, whatever warm rhythm, yourself up a yeah, little bit. And have your own rhythm for it, like a secret knock. Like we're mm. listening to it and we're like, oh, Hamish just drove past. Blah, yeah, blah. Great. Fantastic. Great stuff. But yeah, uh, send in what you got on Belimba. Send in suburb recommendations because we don't know where we'll go after that. Yep. Um, and if you, as we'll reiterate, as last time, 25 words or less, why should you be the person to talk to us about the Mecca, a subject Henry and I know, the races? Yeah. Not not. I'm sure there's a lot of experts in the yeah. other Mecca. Yeah, there's probably 1.6 billion people who could tell us about Mecca. Uh, uh, yeah, cool. All right. Um, yeah, keep the beeps coming. And see you we'll next week. See you next one.